redo this. We're gonna redo this. We're gonna redo this. They oh, lost it. I looked over. I can't deal with this. Welcome to Fluent Grace, a podcast for students about speaking the gospel into the everyday, ordinary stuff of life. You've got questions, we've got answers. Or at least we'll search the scriptures and see how the gospel of grace should inform a response to the questions you have. We love Jesus and we love students, and we hope students will grow to love Jesus more as they encounter Jesus' amazing love for them. Our music for the show is Felix Culpa by King's Kaleidoscope. Alright, what's happening everybody? We are here, episode number three with Fluent Grace Podcast. Good to have everyone with us. Glad you're listening. Glad you came back for number three. Uh, that's kind of a big deal. We don't take that for granted. So, I am Tim Wilson. Glad to be here along with my buddy. What's up guys? It's Colin. Good to be back. Colin Cheryl, we are uh, down a man today. Oh, I know. It, uh, something that someone somewhere might cry about. But Maybe. Yeah, it's possible. I doubt it. <laughs> I, I, I got over it pretty quick, though. Real you know. quick. Yeah, Tyler's not with us tonight. He had uh, some prior engagements he had to go participate in. So uh, we let him out of that contract we made him sign. Yep. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, let him go take care of his other business. So uh, hopefully he'll be back with us next week. You know what that means, though? What does that mean, Tim? That means we can actually talk about something real this week. That sounds good. <laughs> and whatever we say, he can't say anything about it. That's true. So basically, I'm going to title this week's episode Rip on Tyler Week. How about that? Let's do it. Yeah. So hopefully that'll uh, encourage us to not miss because you never know what will happen when we get to rip on Colin Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of good content there. All right. So earlier today, I was uh, browsing the old Google News. They website. have that? <laughs> they do have that. Uh, it's amazing what you'll find on Google. Um, but I came across this story. Okay. And check this out. Uh, Starbucks customers. You ever go to Starbucks? I have been known to frequent the yeah. Starbucks. That uh, That for me is an after class treat on a weekly basis Mm. so i'll probably spend Mm. too much money there anyway uh starbucks customers get into fights over limited edition cat paul mug whoa cat paul mug i i mean just the title so as we read into it a little bit uh several customers in china were caught on camera engaged in physical altercations over starbucks limited edition cat paul cup In a video taken at Starbucks store in this place in China, uh, three people, reportedly scalpers, were seen pushing and pulling at each other's clothes. In another store, a man was seen pushing and possibly taking a swing at another customer in line for a cat paw coffee cup. Well, you know, I think my great-grandmother might have one of those in in, in her large selection of antique coffee mugs, and we could, like, Make a lot of money off one of those. So here's the crazy part about this, though. Okay. This is all crazy. The whole thing's crazy, <laughs> right? From headline to story. Uh, this isn't just your average cat paw mug. It's a see-through, double-walled tumbler mug designed so that the interior cup, which is a slight pinkish color, 
is the actual shape of a cat's paw, that becomes visible when liquid is poured into it. Uh, yeah, I think they just blew my great-grandmother's cat paw <laughs> mug. Hers came straight out of the glass factory, right? Oh, yeah, in like no. 1845 or something like that. So this is like specific. When you pour the liquid in, it turns into a cat paw. See, How about that, that actually sounds really cool. I don't yeah. think I'd get in a fight over it, but... I mean, I would you pay $30 for it? Possibly. Because that's how much these cost. That's a lot of money. There were, let me see, some, let's see, where was it? Uh, Starbucks made 1,000 of the cups available for purchase online for Chinese customers. They reportedly sold out in, got any guesses how long it took them? 38 seconds. Less than one-tenth of one second. Whoa. For a $30 cat Paul mug at Starbucks. Are you kidding me? That's some really quick Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah, I, you know, Chinese folks have it oh, yeah, so much true. better than us They're over like there. They're like living in the year 3000. Yeah, exactly. So maybe one day we'll catch up. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was interesting that, uh, one, that Starbucks would find a place to sell cat Paul mugs, and, two, that a 1,000 folks within – one-tenth of a second would want to purchase those. I still want to know how the internet loaded fast enough for them to sell out in one-tenth of a second. <laughs> they had another 3,000 cups for sale online on Friday, which I guess is later in the week. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they went on sale Tuesday. By Friday, 3,000 cups uh, were back on sale. That batch sold out in one second. Whoa. 4,000 mugs shaped like a cat's paw. In one and one-tenth seconds. We're sold in one and one-tenth seconds. <laughs> Are you that, kidding me? That is amazing. I mean, like, do they order the cup and just say, I want some water in it? Do they order coffee in it? I, I have no clue. Because when I go to Starbucks, I'm just happy when they spell my name correctly. <laughs> Tim, have they ever spelled your name incorrectly? You know, Starbucks haven't, hasn't, but Charter has. <laughs> Please, please elaborate. Charter, for the longest time, couldn't get it figured out that my name was Tim instead of Kim. <laughs> so all my bills would come to Kim Wilson. Uh, anytime I talked to him on the phone, I'd tell him my name was Tim. They said, we need to talk to Kim. I said, <laughs> no, this is Tim. They said, well, are you the account holder? I said, yes. They said, no, we show the account holders Kim. I'm telling you people, that's, that's who I am. I'm Tim. <laughs> and so I finally got fed up with it, and I called him. I said, hey, look, I need to change the name on the account, right? Yes. <laughs> I've had a name change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they gave me the absolute hardest time about just getting my name right. I couldn't believe it. Like, they were getting mad at me because I had the wrong name. Hey, you name change, one letter, now you're good. I tell you, that made me want to swap away from Charter right then and there. Should have. Tell them I was done. <laughs> well, they uh, if Charter would have messed up my name as bad as Starbucks messed up my name, then I probably would have left them. Yeah. Because Starbucks, a couple weeks ago, spelled my name C-O-L-L-E-E-E-N on the cup. Colleen. <laughs> I, I Talk was about, like, your great-grandmother. Speechless. Great-grandmother Colleen, Colleen. Shereel. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm still I mean, speechless you, to this did day. Did you order a cat mug along with that? You know? No, they were sold out in one tenth of a second. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, what all can we do that that makes that sound as grandmotherish as possible? I have no clue. 
still speechless. <laughs> I think probably my favorite meme. This may be my favorite meme ever to grace the internet. Uh, but it's a picture of a Starbucks cup, and it says uh, like the name on the cup says C A R C. <laughs> have you seen this one? I think I have. <laughs> I think I sent it to your dad. Probably. And uh, so it says C A R C, and then the the text along with the p- picture says. It's spelled Mark with a C. <laughs> so so they did it. There. C-A-R-C. There you go. Nailed it. I got a little plug for uh, for our Facebook page there, Tim, if we're going to yeah. talk about memes. Yeah, yeah. I think that we should get as many people as we can to comment their favorite meme to our Facebook page, like in the comment section. Yeah. And then we'll feature one next week. That is a fantastic idea. I think we should do that. I like it. Extra points if it can somehow be related to Tyler not being. Oh, yes. Like 150,000 extra points. That's right. You automatically win if you create a meme about Tyler not being here that we are able to like and feature on the podcast. Do it. Hey, we might even try to find you a cat paw cup as a prize. Limited edition. Uh, go find one of those like 4,000 people that didn't know what they were really buying, but they just bought it because everybody else is doing it. I'm sure they'll be on eBay pretty soon. Peer pressure. That's right. I like that, though. Check it out. Facebook page, at Fluent Grace Podcast. Uh, we'll put it up on the Instagram as well, Fluent yeah. Grace Podcast. Twitter, at Fluent Grace Pod. Uh, any of those three platforms, we will definitely take submissions. So do that. Create a meme. Throw it on there if we feature it next week. We'll come up with something cool to do. I don't know what it is. Maybe we'll have you on the podcast. Who you knows? could be our first actual guest. Come on. Yeah. I'm not going to guarantee you'll be famous or that anybody will even actually hear what you talk about, but it'll be fun. Right? You'll get to talk into a mic that's really cool and has a red fuzzy, <laughs> looks like a clown. That's right. Yeah. You feel cool, and Tyler will be back next week, so you get to hang out with Tyler. There you go. There you go. Oh, man. So last week we threw out a question related to the gospel and just talking about what the gospel was, right? So our our tagline for the podcast is uh, being able to speak the gospel into the everyday, ordinary stuff of life. Uh, So we really wanted to talk about what the gospel was, uh, why that was a part of this podcast, and uh, really that's the foundation for everything that we're going to do here. Uh, If we talk about it on this podcast, it will be in some form or fashion related to the gospel, right? We want the gospel to influence how we think about things, how we act, uh, the way we interact with people. Um, So we really wanted to do that last week. This week, connected to that, um, we want to talk a little bit about faith, uh, the difference between um, faith and uh, logic or reason. Because I think a lot of times, especially for students, is... Uh, we try to reason our way into things or out of things, whatever the case may be, right? Uh, so as you go off into college, uh, and Colin, you'll be able to speak to this, I'm sure, um, right? The idea of in a lot of college classes is you you use logic and you figure out how to get where you need to be. Um, the takeaway for many college students is... I need to be able to reason my way to the best job possible or to get that guy or girl to like me or to 
whatever it is to advance myself. Um, and we use logic and reason. And I think that's taught, um, you know, college is something that really encourages that. So I want to spend just a couple minutes today talking about the difference between that and faith. Um, cause obviously we can't logic our way to the gospel. Nope. Right. What part of the gospel in our finite human minds logically makes sense? Very little. Very, very little. Yeah. Very little meaning like less than one-tenth of one cent <laughs> or second, whatever it was. <laughs> one-tenth we were just talking. of a second. One-tenth of a second. <laughs> right? I mean, that's the same That's the same measure of how much of the gospel can logically make sense. Right? Because ultimately, if we boil it all down, the gospel is... I'm a sinner. I deserve death. Um, God is perfect and holy. Um, he deserves perfection. I couldn't measure up to that. Um, but even in my rejection of him, he sent Jesus to give his life, to die, to take my sin so that I could live forever with him. Right? That makes no sense. Uh, logically speaking, I can't get there. Um, so the only way that I can... Um, uh, believe the gospel, or the only way that the gospel can then influence and impact my life is uh, by faith. So I just want to talk about just a couple minutes uh, today. Um, as always, if there's any questions you guys have about faith, uh, specifically uh, related to the gospel or anything else uh, related to following Jesus, hit us up, let us know. Uh, we'd love to talk about it in more detail. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think it was... Uh last week or week before last that Tyler mentioned that we might be sponsored by Webster's Dictionary. Um, oh, yeah. The old Merriam guy? Yeah, the old Merriam-Webster. Merriam yeah. So I love going to old Merriam-Webster to figure out some good definitions. So just to throw out, if you don't really know what logic means the definition or what faith means the definition, old Webster gives it to us. So here we go. Logic. Logic is... Reasoning conducted or assessed according to strict principles of validity. I feel like I just got even more confused at the word. <laughs> Merriam-Webster needs to like boil that down to like middle schoolers or something. Try to explain yep. that word to my four-year-old. Yep, he would have no clue. No. But as we move on to faith, faith is complete trust in someone or something and or a strong belief in God. So I love how like if you're just defining the differences in logic and faith, how the definition is so much easier to understand when you're defining faith than it is to define logic. Whether you understand the terms and the words at all, just reading the definition gives you a uh, I'm going to be able to understand faith more than logic. Yep. There is a lot a lot of gray area when you're trying to understand logic. Well, and we don't want to just sit here and, and communicate that faith is so easy to understand either, right? I mean, that's kind of the nature of faith is that it's not something we can, um, you know, just reason through on our own or try to uh, figure out on our own, right? It's something that, um, you know, we can only understand um, with Christ, you know, and through Christ. It says uh, in First Corinthians that, uh, the foolishness of, of man is, is the wisdom of God, and the wisdom of God is foolishness to man. And um, So when we try to think through it and reason through it on our own, we're going to fall short 
which is where Christ comes in, right? It is only through him um, that we can have this faith and that we can understand the things of God, uh, and that's a beautiful thing. It's humbling, honestly, um, to think that our finite brains are not going to be able to understand this, but yet at the end of the day, we still have a God who loves us. And that's exactly what Tim was talking about last week. Um, I don't remember his exact statement, but, you know, love trumps all. And how love is the end all. Well, yeah, so love, <clears throat> excuse me, love is, uh, I was looking in John, um, I believe it's chapter 13 this past week, um, talks about how or Jesus is saying to his disciples, uh, they will know that you were my disciples by your love. Exactly. Right, your love for each other will prove that you're my disciples. Yep. Uh, so the greatest uh, proof of of Jesus' existence, the greatest proof of the gospel, is when we uh, love our brothers and sisters, love those that God has placed around us, uh, whether we like them or not. Right, we're to love them uh, with the love of Christ, which should affect uh, how we interact with them. Uh, which is a fantastic point. Um, I'm glad you brought that up there. Yeah, I just like how logic and faith are able to connect together. How I can logically think about the fact that the earth is exactly this far away from the sun to where we don't burn up or where we don't freeze. I can logically understand that the science principles show that the moon is this far away from the sun to create tides and crazy stuff like that well that logic that i'm able to think makes me have faith in the fact that there is a greater being there is a god there is someone who is holding us sustaining us because if i'm using logic it doesn't make any sense for it to be a big bang for it to be total just out of the blue logically i can see that there is a greater being well it's like uh so we were having a event here at the church this past weekend um and the guy that was speaking is uh super smart dude brilliant uh phd been a scientist for i don't know 50 years traveled to 60 something different countries uh he's been like guest lecturer at all these different really high quality uh, uh, institutions and that kind of thing. Um, and one of the things he was talking about as a scientist is saying that really when it comes down to it, science doesn't necessarily prove anything. Because like you're saying, if you take it back far enough, you know, logically, how can you figure out the purpose um, behind photosynthesis? Or, you know, what makes sense uh, in the fact that um, the fact that bees pollinate uh, flowers and it causes trees to grow, which helps create oxygen and allows us to breathe, right? Just just using my measly little pea brain, that doesn't make any sense yep. at all. And so for that to just happen, whether I'm coming at this from a scientific perspective or um, you know a faith-based perspective, it's all faith. Right in some form or fashion, it's all faith. Um, I'm believing uh, that this got here in a way that doesn't really make sense in my mind. 
Exactly. <laughs> so how do you take something like that, right? So there is there is a difference between straight logic and, and faith, and everybody exercises faith in some way, some form, some shape. Um, so, I, you know, we had a question a few weeks ago that a student asked uh, related to God. Uh, so as followers of Christ, obviously we have faith in God. Uh, there are many, many, many folks around the world that do not have that same faith. They have faith in different things. Maybe it's a different religion, a different set of beliefs. Uh, maybe they have faith just in science. Maybe they have faith that in their mind there is no God, right? Atheists uh, have faith that there is no God. So anyway, the question was, uh, basically, how do you know God exists? For us, that requires faith. If that, if that was a question that you're faced with um, in your, let's just say in school, right? You're in college about to go off and do, what was it, PT school? Is that yep. what it was? PTA. PTA. So let's say you're, you know, interacting with a classmate or whatever, and they ask you this question. What's something that, that you'll be able to throw out to them uh, related to that? Yeah, so I would first and foremost just ask them the same in reverse, would be how do you prove that the earth got here by chance or what are you what are your prior beliefs um to how god exists and find out where they're coming from i think that's a big thing that we forget about is um when someone might ask a question we don't know really where they're coming from and so let's find out where the question is coming from what intent um, does the question ask or have? Yeah, that's cool because that's based on a relationship. Exactly. That's not based on being right. Yep. You know, kind of like we were talking about earlier and in, in how love is, um, you know, proves to the world that we're disciples or followers of Christ, right? My loving interaction with that person doesn't just automatically say, well, here's the right answer. You have to now go and believe it. Um, that happens all too often, and that, I think that's one of the big reasons why uh, Christianity specifically is looked on as an intolerant group of people who don't care about anybody else. Yep, right? I would so agree. So we get this uh, hypocritical label put on us because that's how we act. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, that's how we operate, and and we don't uh, we're too concerned about being right versus responding in love uh, when people ask these kind of questions. But if you wanted an exact answer... So, I yeah, would, go ahead and give me an exact answer. Yeah, my exact answer would be causality. Um, hey, so, how do you spell that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I failed third grade spelling. <laughs> um, but just the idea of this being a painting. Um, you know, we are a creation. We have been created by God. Um, so there was a beginning so to speak and that since the painting is here there had to be a painter and since we exist there had to be someone that created it yeah yeah exactly cause and effect cause and effect causality right uh, uh i think in math they call those if then statements is there that you what go. they call them it's been yep. a long time since i've done math so i don't know <laughs> but i do remember hating math with a passion and it seems like that was part of it right if this then that uh, if there's creation then there is a creator um, that put creation into uh, into place 
So, yeah, I think that's really good. Um, you know, if we look at at Scripture uh, for the answers to that question, uh, I, I kind of see that fall into kind of four different categories. Uh, one being nature, to your point, that we see creation all around us, so there must be a creator. Uh, Romans 1 talks about this and how um, <clears throat> even God's invisible attributes are seen in the things that he has created. Uh, so I think that's one uh, evidence that points to God. I think another thing is your conscience. Um, God has put uh, his law or his word onto the heart of everyone. Um, and we see that in Romans, I believe it's chapter 2, uh, verses 14 and 15 uh, is where God says that. Uh, everyone knows the difference between right and wrong. Whether they want to admit it or not, everyone knows that if you go to, go up to somebody and shoot them in the head, that's wrong. Yep. There's no question about it. I don't care who you are. You know deep down in your heart that's wrong. Well, that's God's law being put on your heart. Uh, that's him uh, in general revelation revealing to you what's right and what's wrong. Right? Same thing. We know that if you uh, come up on somebody and just swipe their wallet or their purse, that's wrong. Everybody knows that. Um, so this is uh, this idea of conscience um, that God gives to everyone, whether they believe in him or not. Um, that's another evidence that God uh, is real and exists. Uh, third evidence, obviously, is Jesus, right? The biggest evidence of all. Um, Jesus was a real guy. He really lived, really uh, walked on this earth. Uh, there's evidence for that. There's um, historical evidence for that. There were prophecies that were made hundreds of years before his birth uh, that pointed to him. And then we have um, people, historians, that were outside of Scripture writing about Jesus, right? They wrote about his life, the things that he did. They wrote about his death. Um, we see evidences of his resurrection, right? And this, obviously, we're not going to get all into uh, evidences for Christ's death and resurrection right here because we'd be here for another two hours or something. But, uh, right, there is historical evidence for these things. Uh, so Jesus is a huge evidence for God existing. Um, and then the fourth one, obviously, is Scripture, right? First uh, Timothy, I think it's First Timothy, first or second. I don't know. Now that we're doing this, I don't remember. But anyway, one of the Timothys, uh, I'm pretty sure it's First Timothy, 3.16 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Uh, so we know that everything in Scripture was given us by God uh, and points to God. So, you know, Christianity or, or following Jesus, uh, it's evidence-based, right? It's not just a blind faith in something that we have no um, nothing to back it up with. So what you have then are these four evidences uh, that back up the faith that we have. Nature, conscience, uh, Jesus, and Scripture, there are all kinds of uh, other ones out there, right? Our own personal lives and testimonies which hopefully we'll get into more as, as we get into this podcast a little bit. But Yeah, and Tim, I just want to hit on one, uh, hit on the, again what I talked about earlier uh, when we were talking about the when a question is faced, when you're faced with a question, um, getting to know the person that asked the question. Um, whenever anybody's faced with a question, that question could be considered the content. And the content, what comes prior to that is the intent. Um, so intent is prior to content. And what do I mean by that is get to know the person that's asking the question, you know. 
their intentions could affect um, the content that they've come forward with. And again, just another plug for get to know the person relationship. Yep. 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 That's good. Um, so, you know, this is, uh, again, as we said last week, we can't get into all the ins and outs of uh, defining these things and <clears throat> can't give a full uh, comprehensive apologetic for uh, faith and why we believe God exists and, you know, why we follow Jesus. Hopefully, again, as we get into this uh, podcast a little bit, we'll be able to unpack some of those a little bit more and uh, in a little bit deeper um, uh, deeper ways. I do want to say this, though, as we uh, kind of wrap up this discussion on faith. Uh, we know in, uh, I believe it's the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, uh, the writer says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Uh, so that's really why we wanted to kind of jump into this idea of faith um, here on episode 3 is, because uh, just like the gospel, uh, faith is foundational to everything that we're going to be talking about on this podcast. Right? If we don't get this idea of faith down, um, then it, it's impossible to please God, and it's impossible to uh, walk as true followers of Him. Um, that sounds uh, kind of strange, uh, especially in our culture today. Uh, again, we were talking about logic earlier. Our world tries to figure stuff out and tries to process things on a logical level, um, scripture says that's not uh, what following Christ is about. It's not about logic. It's not about reason. Uh, so although there are evidences for uh, Christ and for uh, Scripture being true and accurate and all those things, and we need to use those, uh, at the end of the day, though, it comes back to faith. And without faith, it is truly impossible uh, to please God. Uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, starting in verse 3, he says, I was with you, uh, the church in Corinth, in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. He says this in verse 5, So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. When we try to use logic and reason to answer all the questions that we have, what we're doing is uh, we're resting in the wisdom of men. We're resting in our own uh, abilities, our own um, common sense, what we think is common sense. Um, but what we're doing is we're not uh, allowing ourselves to rest in the power of God. So as followers of Christ, that's what we want to do. We want everything that we talk about, um, everything that we uh, go out and do as we live and interact with others, we want it to be done in the power of God. So uh, that's what faith's all about. It's about um, submitting to the uh, authority of Christ, uh, authority uh, and wisdom of Christ, and that's what we want. That's our goal and desire here with this podcast. So uh, that's what we got for today, though. Almost. We Not got quite. one more segment. Oh, boy. Here we go, Colin. Wrap us up. All right, folks. To end this week, as we normally end, we're going to give you your updated Guinness World Record. Hello. So I got a guy. His name is Jonathan. Jonathan is actually a tortoise, hey. and Jonathan the tortoise is set to turn 187 years old. That makes him the oldest known land animal alive today. Hello. 187. So he has lived through, get this, 39 U.S. presidents. Hmm. Isn't that all of them? 
No, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We've had a few more than that. What do we have? Forty-five. Yeah, something like that. All right. Um, he lives on a remote island in the South Atlantic called Saint Helena. You know, I mean, if I lived in a remote island, I might live to be that old too. <laughs> don't have people bothering you all the time, and yep. don't have fast food slowly killing you. I don't. I think it's fastly killing me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got from my Guinness World Wait, Record. So, 187 year old tortoise. So here's my question: How do we know that's true? I think that history backs it up. <laughs> is there evidence that this guy is actually 187 years old? I don't know. There's a black and white picture of it, so that's got to be really old. <laughs> it's got to be worth something. <laughs> oh, boy. That is a wonderful example of this whole deal, right? I, I've got to accept that by faith. There you go. you got to have faith that that tortoise is 187 years old. I was actually thinking, I've got to have faith that you know what you're talking about. But, oh, okay. You know. That's a good thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I have faith. You know what you're talking about. You have faith. The story you read is true. Yep. We're all believing something somewhere. So, hey, congrats, Jonathan. Uh, good job, Jonathan. Yeah, had a boy. I got faith in you. You're going to live another 187. I did see another story. Speaking of stories, uh, some dude tried to smuggle, I want to say, 1,500 sea turtles out of the Philippines. He packed them all in his suitcase. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He had, I think, four pieces of luggage. That in those four pieces of luggage, he packed in 1,500 sea turtles. That's a lot of sea turtles. It is. And he, they think that he found out that it was illegal to do so, and so he just ditched all his luggage and got out of there. That's what I would have Yeah, yeah. So, uh, public service announcement to all you people who are going to cool places that have cool turtles, don't bring them home because uh, <laughs> you will get stopped and you may not make it home. See, we even give out legal advice here there on this you go. podcast. You never know what you're going to get here. <laughs> so. Anyway, that's what we got for today. Uh, you guys have a great week. Look forward with bated breath to our next submission. Uh, hopefully Tyler will be with us. So uh, His perspective is always worth something. may not be worth much, but it's worth something. It's worth at least one-tenth of a second. <laughs> It's worth at least one-tenth of a chuckle. How about that? True. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, be sure you hit us up on our Facebook at uh, at Fluent Grace Podcast, Instagram at Fluent Grace Podcast, Twitter, Fluent Grace Pod. Uh, You can also shoot us an email, fluentgracepodcast at gmail.com. As Colin threw out earlier, hit us up with a meme. Uh, Best meme, we will recognize it either next week or the week after. Uh, on our show here love to uh, give you guys a plug for your meme creation there you go it's always good stuff so do that hit us up and also hit us up if you got any questions about any any of the things we're talking about uh, we'd love to dive into some of those if you have questions about stuff that we haven't covered yet because we're only three episodes in you know we're not uh we haven't expanded the library too much just yet. so We're getting there, though. Hey, we're getting there. That's right. We have, what do we say, week one, 6,000 episodes? That's what least. we're shooting for. Yeah, so we got a few more episodes to cover all the questions, so you guys hit us up on that. Let us know what you got, and we will be back at you next week. Gooses. We out. <laughs>